0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Let's begin now.
2: Is Pete Sweeney back from vacation yet? We're live right now? Oh my bad. Uh 610 Sports Radio live on local Saturday. Is Pete Sweeney back from vacation yet? I
3: honestly have no idea.
2: I saw that he tweeted for the first time Where's since he at? uh Tyrie he, he was like sipping coconuts. I know that. Oh yeah? I don't know if he was catching routes on the beach with Patrick. Was Mahomes. he riding
3: horses in the on the beach in yeah. the Bahamas
2: or whatever? Cuz they don't have a step stool for a horse. <laughs> they got a strap. Uh so this is out of bounds. This is an awkward start. Um
3: We're good at that though.
2: Yeah. Last week was a battle royale. This week's a little bit more serious. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm it has sorry. To be. Some news happened this week. We've got to give our spin on it. Um, that's just the way things go. But I promise you, our spins will be as entertaining as possible. They will be um, as real as possible as we can possibly get on this show with myself and Nick Price. Again, this is out of bounds. If you want to know what Brandon Kylie looks like in action. Watch the media game at halftime today if they show it on TV. He's got to be better than Ben Heisler was. Ben Heisler was god-awful. I'm not talking a whole lot of smack. I'm just saying Ben Heisler had two cracks at a goal within five feet, and he missed them both times. In fact, he became the pun name of Benny Failhaber. Ugh. F-A-I-L. You know what I mean? I don't know why I said the word L like that, or the letter L like that. Uh, ale. Yeah, ale. Ale. That's just because Jay Beakley's <laughs> been in here for the last hour, and it smells like Ale because he drinks a lot of beer. Um, Tyree Kill situation is over. It's finally done. You don't have to worry about it, Um, which I think a lot of people are relieved about. You just had Brandon Kiley and Jay Binkley in here for the last two hours on the leadoff. I thought Brandon Kiley had a pretty solid opening statement. He took it in a way that was very interesting. He said that Tyree Kill beat on this team and the possibility of him being the best wide receiver in football is a very honest and a very true statement. Steven Serta, who you hear on Show and Vern from 10 to 2 every single day, Monday through Friday, is also a football um, enthusiastic person, as well as Brandon Kiley. And Steven Serta has Tyree Kill in his top three when it comes to receivers. That's not where we start our show today. Where I start the show is what the NFL said about the situation is this. Over the past four months, we have conducted a comprehensive investigation of, of allegations regarding Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyree Kill. Throughout this investigation, the NFL primary concern has been as well as been the well being of the child. Our understanding is that the child is safe and that the child's ongoing care is being directed and monitored by the Johnson County District Court and the Johnson County Department of Children child, I'm sorry, for Children and Families. In conducting our investigation, we have taken great care of to ensure that we do not interfere with the the county's proceedings or compromise the privacy or welfare of the child in any way. You can find more of this reading literally anywhere. Go to Chiefs.com. You can go to ESPN.com. You can just type in the reading. That, to me, is important because it's where it all began, with the child. The Chiefs then made a statement as well where they say, We have been informed of the decision by the NFL, or as they write it out, the National Football League, that, based on the available evidence, which is the most important part of the entire thing, the available evidence, the league has not found that Tyreek Hill violated the NFL personal conduct policy. Based on the information provided to us by the league, we have decided it is appropriate for Tyreek to return to the team at the start of training camp. The club fully supports the conditions for the return laid out by the league and will continue to monitor any new developments in the case We're glad to welcome Tyreek back to the team and look forward to the start of training camp next week. After those two get out of the way, Tyreek Hill then repeat, then goes to Twitter. Starts it off in bold print, says, love you guys, exclamation mark times three with the Tyreek Hill peace sign. In March, we were highly publicized and involved in the care of my son. I am grateful for so many things and grateful for so many people who have supported me during the challenging time. I fully respect the aspect of the NFL's decision. Oh, I'm sorry. I fully respect and accept the NFL's decision to the fans, friends, and family that I have made in Kansas City. I love you and thank you for the continued support to the NFLPA. Thank you for your dedication, understanding, and guidance throughout the process to the NFL, Commissioner Goodell, and the organization in Chiefs' kingdom. You gave me a home when everyone doubted me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you all. I can assure you that I will continue to work to be the person, player, and teammate that you envisioned me to be. To my children, my beautiful children, I love you and dearly, and I promise you all that I will continue to strive to be the best father, the best friend, the best role model, and the best mentor that I can be. We are done reading. The reason why I read these out and I read them in that order is because that is the order that they came out yesterday. We had mentioned last week on the show that Tyree Kill had tweeted for the first time in a while, and I know that you hear that and you just scream in your car if you're out and about or you're screaming and listening to the radio.com app that, my God, why is it always about Twitter? Because Twitter was very important when it came to situations like this. Twitter is very important when you get situations involved like this. We will get into a little bit later why, but it should have all been clear that our first clue was that it's over now last week. Now, what the Chiefs and Tyreek can do is focus on what really matters, and that is living up to the hype that this next season brings. And you think I'm juiced up now? You have no idea. This team is a Super Bowl favorite. This team is on pace to do exactly what it did last year. This team has been the talk of the town even during baseball season when it was April. That's just the way it is. When you have the MVP at quarterback, when you have the best tight end in football, and now you have one of the best top five wide receivers on your team without any sanctions, without any suspension, without anything. That's where this team is. That's where this team currently stands. And maybe, just maybe, with everything that went on, maybe this team has been awoken, and maybe it's a sleeping giant. The reason why I support that, there was misguided audio. We know that story. Then there was released audio. We know that story, personally, because how you doing? The other thing about it is, maybe it's time for a new face. Maybe it's time for a new team. Maybe it's time for a new whole scheme when it comes to the NFL, everyone, and I mean everyone, you have to admit, unless you live in Massachusetts, is tired of the Patriots. Now this Chiefs team shouldn't have many distractions. There are a few. Who the hell is going to back up Tyree, or Travis Kelsey at tight end? And when is Chris Jones going to get paid? And if and when he does, how's he going to get paid? I'll bring that up a little bit later at 2.30 when we have Therese Paylor of Yahoo Sports join out of bounds. Again, I say at 2.30. My biggest concern is, who's going to stop this team? How are you going to stop this team? There have been articles out and written about, are they going to run more? Are they going to pass more? Should they pass more? We will get to all of that. But the number one thing that I take out of all of this, now that Tyreek Hill situation is over, is that there is a sleeping giant in the Chiefs that has been awoken, and I believe that they are ready to
3: play. I think it's not only the Chiefs, like, now that everything's over, the Chiefs can focus on going out there and putting the best product on the field and trying to win that Super Bowl and bring it back to Kansas City. But also Tyree Kill, I mean, you bring it up. Therese Taylor always says contract year is unde- undefeated. He's going to be on the show at 2.30 today to tell us a little bit more about that. But Tyree Kill is an unrestricted free agent next year. We've heard all this talk about how they're going to reopen the contract negotiations. I mean, if you think that Tyree Kill isn't going to come out with an extra chip on his shoulder to try to put up the best season maybe that we've ever seen from a Chiefs wide receiver. You're lying to yourself. It's gonna, he's definitely got some extra motivation after all of this to go out there and prove that not only is he the person that he wants us to believe that he is, but also that he's a player on the field too. Tyreek Hill no longer under the NFL's watch. In this regard, you
2: may be someone who the whole time said, just let the guys play football. I don't see any wrongdoing. You might have been the guy the entire time that said, I don't care what the outcome is. I feel like there's something wrong here and something needs to be done. Either way, it's over. At least when it comes to the NFL and the situation that had been lingering on since March. There shouldn't be any more twists or turns. It's football season. Camp starts next week. Players report Tuesday. I believe Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the entire 6'10 team, well, not the entire, but most of the 6'10 team will be there Saturday at training camp, along with the guys from Arrowhead Pride. Hence kind of why I was making sure Pete Sweeney was done sipping coconuts and putting SPF 40 on. I feel like he might be an SPF 100. Very pale skin, Pete Sweeney. But for the most part, they had said all along that Tyreek Hill could join the team by training camp. People had wondered when the suspension was going to come or if there was going to be one or when the news would come out about Tyreek Hill and his future with this team. Wait no longer. It's over. It's done. Now it's up to us as a radio station and as radio connoisseurs and yourselves to get ready for the best content you're going to get in football this year, and it's going to come from this radio station at 610 Sports Radio. You just heard one of the biggest football nerds in Brandon Kiley who tag-teamed with Jay Binkley on the air. You're going to get all that. We got Arrowhead Pride. We have Therese Paylor. You have Steven Serta from Show and Vern. You have Ron Hughley, who knows who played center for the Los Angeles Chargers, who then were the San Diego Chargers when they had Natron Means and Stan Humphreys. That's just the way things go. And if you think this is the last you're hearing about Tyreek Hill when it comes to what this year brings for him, you're wrong. Because we got another two and a half hours of show to do. And coming up next, well, what this means from us, and I think what Tyreek Hill did in this situation is actually going to help him Actually,
0: get paid. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. I
2: think Bink's got a burner phone. I'm pretty positive Bink has a burner. So I'm just, like, scrolling through the text line because a lot of people that listened last week, God bless you for coming back. Not God bless you. Thank you for coming back.
3: This isn't a church show. Um, yeah, this isn't uh, after our show on 1660.
2: For those of you that were here. Um, is this going to be another delivery war about uh, a battle royal about to start? I wish. We can't do that every week, or obviously that would get stale. Um, and I would just become Vince McMahon, where I just keep pumping Roman Reigns no matter what. I just lower the microphone volume of the crowd when they boo me. Nobody likes Roman Reigns. Oh, now they do. Um. Or the New Day. God, I just, hate New Day. I mean, they I didn't used to, but now we just need to make Big E a heel and have him take over as an undisputed
3: champion. Yeah, because oh, what's, what's no? with the guy with the trombone?
2: That's uh Xavier Woods. Yeah. He's but, hilarious.
3: Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just the trombone seems unnecessary to me. It's it fits. Um, but I mean the thing about it is that it's
2: just it's just annoying. Um, that Brock Lesnar is still relevant. But we won't talk about that any more longer. Um, This is more of a, I don't know. This is just more of like a a more serious type of show just because of the situation that we were involved in before we get started with football. I promise you, this is the show in the middle of the Saturday live and local that will have the most fun. I don't think that's throwing a shot at anybody. I just like to have a lot of fun on the air. We like to have fun here. i fought my whole life to sit in this chair, and I'm going to make fun doing it. That's just how I roll. Um, but I do, I do want to bring out that we will do that eventually. Like I think we had a lot of fun with that with the battle royale last week. Um, thanks to all of you that joined. If you didn't know what we did with the battle royale, it basically got started with Greg and Clint, the mailman. Yeah, and then it firing just shots. and then it just went off, and then we brought it back full circle, and everybody had a good day, and and uh, and and everybody kind of just you know went on with their day, and that's what we want to do here at Six Ten Sports Radio. We want to make sure that you have fun driving around on your Saturday doing all the things you do on your Saturday afternoon, but yet can find time to flip over here so you don't listen to the guys from Boston because I am smarter and better than you because I am from Boston. That's what that, that little... That was pretty good, yeah. Is that what
3: the promo does? That sounded just like... it.
2: Was that you in the promo? No, but I feel sophisticated now because we have these new coffee mugs. I know.
3: You look like, uh, like you're sipping on a drink like at a late-night talk show or something like that.
2: I thought more so like a Regis and Kelly. Okay. Um, yeah. I'd love to have a show like that one day. Yeah. Um, I don't think my face is that hideous. Dusty and Nick? No, um uh, definitely a female perspective. I'd do Dusty and Jillian. Yep. I think that'd be a good morning show. I think that could work. I think she has a spark and personality. I think I'm gorgeous as well. Um, but, anyways, so Tyree Kill, not going to be suspended by the NFL. We know that. We know that information. But what this means from Nick Price and myself, real easy. I think if you look at this situation from hindsight being 2020. You have to be excited at how Tyreek Hill handled this situation. I said from the beginning that you got to be skeptical. In fact, I remember the first take I took on the Tyreek Hill situation was the peace sign has never been more ironic because we didn't know anything. We thought that since the audio had been dropped by KCTV5, that maybe that's all that was released. That's all we were going to hear. It took the world by storm in Kansas City. It got people tweeting. It got people texting. It got people calling. It got people writing and reporting. It even got the Chiefs to dismiss Tyreek Hill from the team. That was step one. Step two was a possible suspension. Step three was just the allegations that involved him and his family. And the way that Tyreek Hill handled this situation was exactly what you would want
3: with someone in this situation. And I will explain now. Yeah, I mean, basically the blueprint for how to handle this. Tyreek Hill,
2: with everybody in the minds of this world, has a cell phone or a computer right around. You can get on social media whenever you do. In fact, I've got to tell Binkley to this day, he's got to be careful when he's slamming beers on Twitter. Because there's always receipts. People always remember People will always screenshot things. And Tyree Kill stayed away. In fact, when KCTV5 thought they'd come out with another part of audio involving the Tyree Kill situation, which turned out to be a positive light for Tyree Kill, when he called the police to say that he wasn't getting a response from his fiance at the time, who had custody of the kids at the house, the police went to the house and found out that she was passed out on the floor, or asleep, however you want to put it that way. What did Tyree Kill do? He didn't go to the house because he didn't have custody at the time. He was staying at a hotel, and he called police. That's exactly what you want. He called the police, he called authorities, and stayed away from it. Let them go handle it while also staying off of Twitter. There are tons of people calling for Tyree Kill to be out of Kansas City without the full evidence, like I've said from the beginning stay skeptical when it comes to things like this. We don't know what's going on. It's my job to have an opinion and make it as entertaining or as written out and as, as great as I can give it to you. You may not agree with it. You might have your own ways of thinking about it, but that's what I have to do. And my part of it is to stay skeptical. Did I, did I think the audio that was released of You Should Fear, Fear Me Too, B? Absolutely. But I also knew that when they reported that, they said there was more audio of it, but that they found that this was the most important part. Also, those are very dangerous words to say in a situation like that. But you can't nail it down. Tyreek Hill didn't go to Twitter. Tyreek Hill didn't get upset or blame the team when he was suspended from the team's activities. And Tyreek kill when everything was cleared and he was fair to come back and join the team, it wasn't a told you I was right the whole time. It wasn't that at all. In fact, you should know exactly what it was because we read it to start the show, which is why we read it to start the show. It was, thank you for everyone who supported me. Thank you for everything. I love this place. This is my home, Chiefs Kingdom. Thanks for making me a part of your family. I plan on being a good friend, a father, and someone who can be a role model to my kids exactly what he did. Now, you can say to yourself, Dusty, he didn't write that. He's got PR people to do that for him. That's fine. But whether you like it or not, he didn't tweet. He didn't throw a fit. He didn't get upset. He didn't go to social media. He didn't go out to, like, interviews. He wasn't on TV. He stayed away. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He was always honest with his team, which is why this situation, I believe also, is completely different and not parallel to the Kareem Hunt situation. Kareem Hunt lied to the team, video came out, had to go. Tyree Hill went away from the team, stayed off social media, did exactly what a PR team, like in the Chiefs PR team, who is one of the most locked-down PR teams, loves to see. And that goes a long way. And that should be a sign of what Tyree Kill should mean in the future of this team. as. We look at how this happened. There is no suspension. There is no other story that developed from this or how he acted or where he was seen getting caught on this. There was nothing else. Tyree Hill did exactly what he was asked to do, and for that, he probably will get rewarded. And that's something that's very tough in today's age where everything is made so much available to you and everything is made so easy for you to say and get off whatever you want to say or whatever you want to take. Anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever you want to do, you could have done it. He didn't. In fact, the only thing that you saw of him was a crying emoji when they had, what was it, Marquise Goodwin made that 40-yard dash, uh, and they said he was the fastest guy in the NFL. And then the only thing he tweeted after that was, like, the day where we kind of said earlier, we kind of knew, where he wasn't going to be suspended because he's finally back on Twitter and he's using this as a platform. That's what Tyreek Hill did. Tyreek Hill did in a situation that was very, very ugly for quite some time and very, very dark. Tyreek Hill was completely professional and completely played by the rules of what he was asked to do.
3: You know, we kind of talked about it before the show, Dusty, when we were planning all this out, but, like, Tyreek Hill is 25 years old. And, like, myself, I'm 24 years old, going to be turning 25 here in a couple months. So about my age, if I was involved in a similar situation to where people were spreading a lot of information. That wasn't quite the whole information that was putting such a stain on my reputation. I don't know if I would have been able to sit back and have the self-control to stay out of everything and just let the process work itself out. Because especially like I heard Binkley talking about it, but usually if you are innocent and you're being accused of something, you're going to be the first one to speak out and say, Hey, this is wrong. But Tyreek Hill understands how the NFL works, what the Chiefs wanted from him. And he just sat back. He played it cool. You didn't see any videos or any pictures of him out and about. The only time that you saw him in public was when he was going to his court dates to meet with the judge about this situation. Other than that, didn't hear a thing from Tyreek Hill throughout this entire thing. So you got to give him credit for the way that he handled this. I think the Chiefs handled it very well, too, of saying, you know what, let's wait until we hear everything. We believe Tyreek. Let's see what develops here as far as the story goes. But huge props to Tyreek. And like you said, it might lead to a reward down the road for how he was able to be so just mature about the whole situation.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you look at it from a PR standpoint, this is exactly what you want to do. This is how you want to model it. And I can tell you one thing. It's going to mean something more for him in the future. What that means means contract talks. Albert Breer, Ian Rappaport, Jesse Palmer, James Palmer. Jesse Palmer used to play football for the Giants and was on The Bachelorette. Those guys all joined different programs on 610 Sports Radio. Why? Because we're that damn good. Because we like to give you content and information that you should listen to. That's why we're here on Saturdays. And not guys from Boston, because they are smarter than you. Coming up, Tyreek is going to get a contract at some point. It's probably going to be by the Chiefs, and different people weighed in on it. And what we just talked about is definitely going to make a factor into what he gets paid.
0: Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio.
2: What do you think is a more painful situation a paper cut like between your fingers Mm, like jackass yeah or uh or like when you're eating chips and it like turns vertical and it goes straight to your gum
3: I had the chip thing happen to me last night and my tooth is still in pain. See, like I think the paper cut thing is definitely more cringe worthy, like just watching that jackass episode or the movie when they did that. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. But the chip thing is like that's a that's a nagging injury that's gonna follow you throughout the week.
2: Oh uh, uh, uh.
3: but that feeling when you finally get the chip out of your tooth, pretty good, man.
2: Yeah, it never went in. It just like it didn't stay in. It just like it like it punctured just, like, it, las- and then... a
3: laceration.
2: Yeah. God, it hurt bad. Uh, it's another scorcher outside today. I hope everybody's being safe. Sporting KC fans, for those of you going to the game, they have announced that you are able to take a up to a 20-ounce water bottle up to the gates. It must be sealed. And then once you get there, they will break the seal for you, and then there will be water available out throughout the park. I think that's interesting because I've never seen anything like it before. I mean, in all honesty, if you wanted to. Well, never mind. We won't get to that. Um, uh, but yeah, stay hydrated today. If you want, you can check out some local celebrities at the Media Day games. I know uh our Jillian Carroll will be playing in that, as well as uh Brandon Kylie. I think he's playing in I'm I know he's playing that for sure. Uh he seems like the kind of guy that would be fantastic pick in soccer. He's uh young. He is uh very in shape and he, he loves won. to run. Yeah, and he won the didn't he win the like the 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 six ten personality combine. combine? Yeah. And it wasn't even close.
3: I mean, I didn't get the invite, but yeah, he won.
2: Yeah, neither did I. Um, that's because our boss doesn't like us. Apparently not. No. Doesn't tweet at us when he's in his car. Um, We talked earlier about uh, what this means for Tyreek Hill moving forward. There were some uh, NFL guys on different shows, say Nick Price. Uh, Feel free to fire away.
3: Yeah, so uh, Ian Rappaport, he was on with Show and Vern, right? And Serta. And Serta. Show and Vern and Serta earlier this week and brings up a really good Point about how you just, like, you can't really compare domestic violence cases in the NFL.
1: You know, I know that Deke Elliott wasn't charged, but the NFL looked at everything they could, including, you know, conversations with Zeke with Elliott, including looking at metadata, cell phone pictures, and timestamps, and all that stuff. Um, they determined that he did it. And they determined that Tyreek Hill did not do it. And, you know, there was another case involving Jimmy Smith where he issued threats, and Smith was suspended four games for issuing threats. You know, at first glance, it seemed like Tyrell Airy Kill gave similar threats, but the NFL determined that he did not after listening to the full 11-minute audience. So it really is, as a reporter who investigates these things, you know, I try to compare one case to another. What you kind of find out is that you really can't do that. Every case is itself and everyone thinks of this as the same as Zeke Elliott. Reality is maybe Elliott did it and maybe Tyree Hill did not. That, of course,
3: is what mm-hmm. the NFL has decided. I think that's a really good point that Rappaport brings up here because, you know, we see a lot of domestic violence and this kind of stuff go on in the NFL, and probably a majority of the time it leans one way, but you can't look at any case the same and just say, you know what, this comes out, we got a little bit of evidence, that means he did it. Every single case is different, as we saw with this, with all the developments that kept coming out. And you just got to sit back and wait for all of the information in order to actually assess the case properly. It's the whole innocent until proven guilty kind of thing. And I think a lot of the times the media and fans are a little guilty of jumping to conclusions.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that's not what I get from this. What I get from this is the fact that, like, not everybody talked in the situation that involved the situation originally. Espinal didn't speak to the NFL. They didn't need her side. They talked to Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill gave all the information needed, and they came up with a decision. Yes, every case is different. This one was more involved with child abuse when it came to the case, right? right. That the kids broken an arm, and they came to a decision that there was no evidence on who did it or who, did, who was wrong in the foul play. So, yes, when it comes to situations in the NFL, they do have to be looked at differently. The entire time that we were thinking about Tyree Kill, we looked at other people's suspensions. We looked at Zeke Elliott, not sure what happened. The cat from the Jaguars who had a comment last year, not sure what happened. But he got suspended four games. Zeke Elliott got suspended six games. The other thing that's different about Zeke Elliott's suspension is that Jerry Jones challenged Roger Goodell. And what's also different in this situation is you look at how the Chiefs played ball with with the NFL. The Chiefs did exactly what the NFL wants. The Chiefs did exactly that. The Chiefs suspended Tyreek Hill from team activity. Tyreek Hill went away. He didn't cause any distractions, and he did exactly what Roger Goodell wants in a situation like this. Sit back. Let us handle it. We'll figure it out. And, of course, since this had something to do with, ch- with the child, child services was on it, and the, and the county of J- Johnson County was involved with it. So until they were done... Goodell couldn't do anything, or the NFL couldn't do anything. Once that happened, the NFL made their decision. The NFL put, their, put together their involvement. They thought, okay, there's no wrongdoing on his part. We don't know actually who did it. We've taken our sources from what we've been gathered or what we've been able to get, and this is a decision we've
3: made. And that's how it is. I think it comes down to, you always hear the saying of protect the shield with the NFL. The chiefs cooperated and they never fired shots at the NFL or anything like that. And then another thing that I heard earlier on Six Ten sports radio on the drive, Albert Breer said, um, he thought that, you know, you should be terrified of me. Comment should have been enough.
1: I thought there was gonna be a harsher penalty, even if they couldn't get anything
3: substantive on on
1: what happened. Um, You know, in this case, just to protect themselves a little bit. So I was surprised they walked away from it. I thought the audio would probably be enough for them to take some sort of action, but,
2: you know, obviously they didn't do that. So Breer comes on with the drive, right? And he gives his 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 impromptu what he thought should happen. Play that again one more time, because I thought this was very interesting by Albert Breer.
1: I thought there was going to be a harsher penalty, even if they couldn't, get anything
2: substantive
1: on um what happened um you know in this case just to protect themselves a little bit. So I was surprised they walked away from it. I thought the audio would probably be enough for them to take some sort of action, but you know obviously they didn't do that.
2: So there's Albert Breer. He thinks that there should have he thought that maybe, again, this is where the skepticism comes in. By the way, there's somebody thinks I'm BK on the text line. Um Overland Park Police Department determined that the broken arm was an accident. Yeah, we know. That's what we got to. They couldn't find any foul play by either side of the person who did it. So it was an accident. This is Dusty Likens and Nick Price. This is the show Out of Bounds. 913, welcome to it. But what Breer says is what everybody else thought. I saw a Danny Parkins tweet. I saw a Carrington Harrison tweet. I'm in the same boat. I thought from when that audio was released and from the comments that made, you should be terrified of me too, blank, there would be some sort of something hanging on the balance of that. But then when you look at it as a perspective of how Tyreek Hill handled the situation, how the Chiefs handled the situation, and how the whole situation in general was just a complete miscombobulated ordeal with the way parts of the audio was released and then the full audio gets released, it almost makes you think like it was originally taken out of context Maybe that's the route the NFL went because at first, yeah, there is that part. There is that little bit of a cloud over the whole comment. But then it's like, but then we look at it from a pul- false perspective. How did he mean that comment? Did he mean it as in like, you should be terrified of me too, because if you try to screw me over again, I'll bring my, my you know, defense team around you. Or was it violence? Again, skepticism is the way to go. I don't personally know. I don't hang out with Tyreek Hill. I haven't been around Tyreek Hill. I don't know his relationship style. And I don't know if the perspective was in anger or force or if it was in like a defense team and a lawyer team because when he was younger and in college in 2014, as he says in the recording, it was all basically, I don't know, exaggerated by her part that he didn't do what she said he did. But again, he had to plead guilty because he didn't want to lose custody of his children, didn't want to, have, he didn't have the money to do it anymore. Now he's an NFL superstar. He's probably going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And now he will be able to have a defense system and a defense team. You know more about that than I do. And maybe that's where the content went. Again, being skeptical, I don't know if he meant it in a domestic violence type of way or in a you know, defense team type of way.
3: Right, but I think that the way that the NFL is supposed to handle things like this is a lot like how the, a court of law handles it to where you have to weigh the evidence on both sides. You have to weigh the evidence of why they should suspend Tyreek Hill and why they shouldn't. And one of the big reasons why they should was based off of that one line in the audio recording, but there was a lot of evidence on why maybe we don't have enough here to actually prosecute him in a sense and serve him up a suspension or a fine. So... You kind of saw the NFL's systems working the way that they were supposed to in this case.
2: And that makes you think that uh, there is going to be a contract for Tyree Kill in the near future. I don't know what it is. I don't know for how long it is. I don't know what this situation causes. Again, I'll be skeptical again. I can't be that into your head enough about how skeptical you have to be in a situation like this, how the Chiefs look at it. But if Tyree Kill explodes this year with anger and rebuttal and prove it to the league, that he's angry and that he wants to get paid and that he was basically in the same contract talks as Michael Thomas, that contract could be heavy. Could be real heavy. We know Patrick Mahomes is going to be heavy. We still, haven't, we still haven't seen the team sign uh, Chris Jones yet. So a lot's going to happen. What does that mean for McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins? I don't know, but I'm starting to think that maybe they didn't draft McCole Hardman to replace Tyree Kill. Maybe they drafted McCole Hardman to replace Sammy Watkins. Uh, some breaking news in the Royals organization. As Jeffrey Flanagan just tweeted, the Royals have designated for assignment Willie Peralta. Club not confirming, but per source from Jeffrey Flanagan, the Royals have designated for assignment Willie Peralta. After last night's game, it was inevitable. Coming up after this, everybody learned a lesson from this Tyreek Hill suspension slash non-suspension slash we don't know what everybody wants to call it, but we learned something every day, and we just learned something in this last Two and a half months.
0: Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio.
2: It is official, the Royals have called up Josh Stamont and have designated Willie Peralta for assignment. Willie Peralta, gone. Josh Stamont here. Even the Omaha Storm Chasers are tweeting about it. And if you haven't seen the tweet or the picture, Josh Stamont has one of the sexiest mustaches I've ever seen. It's awesome. I hope he keeps it. That mustache is just guaranteed 50 strikeouts. Nick Price on the other side. I am Dusty Likens. This is Out of Bounds. Coming up next is overtime with Chris Unicero, Jillian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez, as we have named the... Sexiest Trio in Sports Radio. No doubt. 100%. Um, before us was Brandon Kylie with the leadoff, as we are always, every Saturday, live and local um, when it comes to 610 Sports Radio, because we feel like that's what you want. We want to continue to give this city what they want. I hope that you are okay with that. I think it's funny when you get a lesson and you learn it and you sit back and say, yeah, that makes sense. Like at my other job, there are times where my mouth gets me in trouble. I know that seems shocking. But there are times where I say thanks to my general manager or I say thanks to other floor managers at the restaurant that I probably shouldn't have said. And I understand that. And one thing that I think is fair to say from this entire entire thing is that you do have to realize that certain things are going to come out in today's age that are going to try to grab you in. We know it as clickbait. We know it as a ratings battle. We do segments in radio around certain times because we know that's when more people tune in. When you're on radio, the number one spot you want are drive time shows. That's just the way it is. When you're on the news, your viewership is probably a lot higher at 6 o'clock than it is at 3 o'clock. Those are just the way things are. Max Kellerman on first things, first, no, he's on first take, had this to say. It's important to keep that in mind. The kind of news that is pushed um, for your distraction and entertainment to elicit moral outrage. We see this in social media. Whatever gets clickbait, the kind of virtue signaling that can go on is, is how a lot of the industry profits. And so here, I think Tyree kill. Whether or not he did it is still an open question, but there's a presumption of innocence in our country. And, um, and, and we have seen others victimized by this kind of structure, by these circumstances. And I think the lesson is it's important, and I'll leave it there, guys. We can get around to how this affects football in the second round of this, but for round one, I'll leave it there. It's important to keep in mind, wait till the facts come out, contextualize the information, and then come to conclusions. I don't always agree with Max Kellerman, but I do agree with this one. And the reason why I say this is because I haven't been in this industry very long, and I honestly don't know how long I'll be in this industry. But I also believe that there is a lesson that you can learn from this entire Tyreek Hill situation, as we have spent the entire first hour giving different viewpoints on this situation. This is a new different viewpoint. I don't need to call anybody out by name. I don't need to call anything differently than what it's already been called. But all I can tell you is, I can tell you right now that Max Kellerman is 100% accurate. That there are other people that have said this as well. But you must, in today's world, just because of the way it is broadcasted, the way that it is presented, you have to take everything with a grain of salt at first, And you must allow due process and things to develop, especially when it's something serious like this. Now, I know that most of the time in situations like this, especially when it comes to domestic violence or abuse or stories like this, it doesn't normally seem to turn out like it did in this situation. But even if it doesn't, It's still okay to be skeptical. In fact, jumping to conclusions is really never the answer. It's also our job as radio hosts to be skeptical, but never once do I believe, on this show at least, that we said absolutely, 100%, this should happen. I believe, I truly do, that we've always said, If this is the way it happened, there are different ways to look at it. I'll bring you up an example. Marcus Peters. When Marcus Peters got dealt to the Rams, there were two different sides of the story that you could have put it on. One, Clark Hunt just thought he wasn't going to sign Marcus Peters because he thought he'd be a lot of money. You had a future ahead of you with Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. That you were going to put your money invested somewhere else and that maybe you could find a corner in the draft that could just work out or you could find somebody that was a little bit cheaper because Marcus Peters was a really good corner and was going to get paid a lot of money. That was one side you could have taken. The other side you could have taken on that was that Clark Hunt and Marcus Peters just didn't see eye to eye because Marcus Peters was was one of those people that spoke out during the National Anthem that put a knee down. They had a meeting and that Clark Hunt just didn't see eye to eye with him and that he couldn't fix him the way that he wanted to. But it's never good to just put it on one side because I don't know what's going on in those closed-door meetings. I don't know the type of personalities that both those men have. I have interviewed. I've been in, I have an interview one-on-one, but I have been in Clark Hunt uh, interviews. I have been around Clark Hunt. I have asked him questions. I feel like I know what his personality is. I feel like I know what he is as a person. I've been around Marcus Peters when he was in Kansas City. I feel like I know what his personality is. But I don't know the real reason why they got rid of Marcus Peters. But I can have my viewpoints, but I will never honestly tell you why I – or I'll never honestly be able to tell you what the actual result was. Yes, you can have your opinion. That's what we're entitled to have. But make sure if you're going to give yourself a declarative statement that that's what it was – you better have everything leading up to that actual evidence.
3: I think that's really important, too, to remember with all of this and what we can learn from this is that you're entitled to have your opinion and your own viewpoint on it, but in the society that we live in today where anybody can jump on and immediately react on Twitter and all of this stuff gets circulated, a lot of the times that can influence how you feel about certain things and that can change your way of thinking. Like, this is, I mean, kind of similar, but... We did that Game of Thrones show, and everybody was trashing season eight, and it seemed like more and more people just kept coming on and saying, this season's terrible, blah, 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 rather than actually making their own opinion, they were being influenced by what they saw on social media and what other people were talking about. So the big thing to take away from this is just don't assume things until you get all of the facts, and our job as journalists, now radio's a little different because we are more opinionated than a traditional journalist, but... The job of a journalist in general is to supply you with the facts so then you can take those facts and make your own educated opinion about it. And so that's all that we're asking everybody to learn from this situation is gather all the information for yourself and make that decision or make the way that you feel about the situation based on the facts and not based about how other people are feeling on that situation.
2: And I get it. In something like this and when it comes to a world of – Whoever gets it out first seems to be more credible because then they gain followers, they gain attention. Retweets. That's the way things work in this world. But if you look at the way that the good ones do it, the way that the the ones that never seem to have issues with it, they seem to do it in this type of process. They they tend to be the ones who can always seem to have the right path. A guy that always likes to do that is Therese Paler. And he joins us at 2.30 today as we'll bring up this question, what he learned from this situation. Because to me, one of the most popular narratives of this situation, I'll give you the top three. Number one is make sure you get all the evidence before you start reporting. Number two is it's a lesson being learned when it comes to this day and age. And number three is where do we fit into where this story is? One of the most bizarre stories we've ever heard, whether it's baseball, whether it's the NFL, whether it's hockey, NBA, it's one of the most bizarre stories ever. And one of the stories that I thought was kind of interesting before we get out of here, where everybody seemed to lean towards con- towards a um, conclusion before getting full evidence, was when LeBron James walked into the arena with a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, he doesn't care about the team. LeBron's over it. LeBron doesn't care. That wasn't the case at all. LeBron walked into the Staples Center with a glass of wine. He wasn't drinking it anywhere else except when he walked in. People were like, "Whoa, oh, he just doesn't care. That's you leaning to our conclusion. And when you have a microphone that can be possibly, which basically is, more powerful than a grenade, that can change a lot of perspective in people's minds. We have somebody that does it all the time. And it makes people think one way over another. So from someone who is very new to this profession and someone that gets not scolded but taught lessons almost every day by my boss, Steven Spector, this is something where, like, I can finally tell people, hey, just because you hear something and it might sound really, really bad, do the say-it-out-loud test, which is what our other boss used to tell us. When you hear something, be like, yeah, okay, that clip of audio was two minutes of an 11-minute audio. It's like when you go see a trailer for a movie, right, Nick Price? Mm-hmm. For more analogies. You go see a trailer for a movie, and you're like, that movie looks like it sucks. It sucks. And then you go see the movie, and you're like, eh, trailer didn't do it justice.
3: Oh, you're like, that movie looks hilarious, but they only put the funny parts in the trailer, and that was it. Exactly. It goes both ways. Exactly. You have to realize that there was a lesson learned in this. Make
2: sure you trust the due process. Make sure you trust every evidence possible imagine for this. And make sure you give it time before you lean to one side. Just like you got to give us time to make sure that you like this radio. You might listen to that segment and be like, yeah, these guys suck. But then you listen to this next segment that we bring up, and you might like it. Whit Merrifield is a special player for your Kansas City Royals. Josh Stalmont is up for Willie Peralta. And the Royals are decent in the second half, but I think there's also a reason to that. We'll get to that.
0: Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.